having other people describe their experiences of allowing their own connection is such a cool thing to listen to because it's all a unique individual journey. But I remember being bedridden. I remember not being able to get out of bed for any reason. Um, and, and just knowing that I wasn't going to die. I remember talking to my, um, it wasn't my doctor. It was a nurse practitioner, I think, um, at my doctor's office. And she was saying, you need to call 911. You need to go to the hospital right now. And I just knew the hospital is not the answer. They're not going to know what to do with me because they don't understand what's going on with me. And sure enough, I, I moved through it and I healed and I was better than ever after that. There, there is a, a up-leveling of everything when you allow more source to flow in. And the good news is, is that's available to everyone. So Carrie met the stream. Not the way that all of you meet the stream through me, but Carrie met her stream. So let's unpack that a little bit. I did. Um, so a few weeks ago, I got sick with a migraine um, and uh, ended up in bed like migraines do. And then um, I was managing that, but then uh, not sure if it was a flu virus or I ate something bad, but then I got really, really sick where I was not able to keep anything down. And um, everything in my body hurts, not only the migraine pain of my head, but it felt like my entire body inside was on fire. My joints were hurting. Um, it, it hurt to even just move or, or try to pull the covers up. So I was laying there and um, I heard the ver first, voice that said basically appreciate start appreciating and I was like okay I can do that um so I I found this spot right here on my head it was about the size of a quarter that didn't hurt so I started focusing on that and started appreciating that and it it grew to about the size of an orange and I just stayed focused on that and then next thing I knew I heard this sound, I can't even describe it, but what it made me think of was the movie Contact, where she goes in that sphere and it's, it's whooshing and whirling. And, and I thought, well, where's this going to go? And next thing I know, I felt like I was completely out of my body. I had zero pain. I just felt like I was floating among the stars. And I had a conversation with the stream. I didn't see them but it was a voice outside of myself. It was outside, but yet inside. So it was really hard to explain, but it was definitely, I knew it was the stream. And um, we talked about uh, my appreciation for the spot on my body that didn't have pain and, and that um, how good I was doing at not boarding the thought train because I was very DTS and it the thought train kept pulling up and I kept saying, don't get on, don't get on. And then we started talking more about like global things, the universe and what my purpose is. And basically I just asked them, I said, am I dying? And they said, it's your choice. You can stay here and go to your completed state, or you can go back and finish what your purpose was in this, in this one lifetime. 
And I said, I want to go back. And it was like, immediately, I felt like I was sucked back into my body and the pain just completely slammed me. And then I knew physically I was in trouble. So I tried to get up and get dressed and I couldn't. And I sent my daughter a text message. Fortunately, she has been staying with me for a little while. And when she came in, she said, I wasn't even making sense. So she dialed 911 and off to the ER I went. So you had an ambulance ride. I did, which I was that you, Yeah, and before that you disconnected. And for those of you that are listening that aren't uh, in, 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 uh, deeply in, entrenched in our teachings, DTS means down the spiral, uh, separated from source, down in, in lower vibrational territory. Hopefully that makes sense to everyone. And we talk about boarding the thought train because when you are down the spiral, you're down in that negative creation period and you know you're down there because you feel bad in some way, whether it's emotionally, physically, or all of the above, we teach you not to get on the thought train down there because the thought train is the, the little voice that shows up that takes you down the spiral even further into unworthiness, not appreciating, uh, fear, envy, uh, you know, judgment, all of these, these negative emotions that, that we call negative emotions, at least that's what all that's about. And so physical pain is going to take you down there, but you were in such severe physical pain that you separated from your physical being and you had an experience, an out-of-body experience uh, where you met the stream. And, and I love the way that you describe it because the stream isn't physical. You don't see the stream. The stream is consciousness and, and our brains I think in our trying to comprehend what we're experiencing will sometimes show us a, a, a vision of something. But when you really start understanding what the stream is, you don't have to do that. And you just know that it's the stream. You just know that it is your connection to source, your stream. And that's why we call my stream, the stream of David, that, that you know, the, the consciousness that I share, but everyone has their connection to that. And you experienced yours on a, on a deeper level in the disconnecting from your 3D reality. But we got some confirmation today. You had, a, you had a meeting with the stream of David this morning, and we're not going to play that because it was a personal meeting. And, but you, you got some clarity around all that from them. And I thought that was really interesting. And that's why I wanted to have you on. And those of you that don't know Carrie, Carrie is a Taya Bootcamp graduate. She is a Taya master. And Carrie works uh, 90 to 100 hours a week in my business, <laughs> helping me out. <laughs> For IRS purposes, I'm just kidding. She doesn't work that much. So the she she definitely is is my right uh, arm in, in my business. She keeps me organized and focused and on target and uh, manages my calendar and 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 is the nurturer of boot camp and all of those things. And to have her disappear from my business for, for two weeks heightened my levels of appreciation of her contribution for sure, which I already appreciate to begin with. But it was an interesting experience for her. We were essentially cut off from one another for two weeks. You were cut off from reality for a while. And it was, it was a very interesting combination of things that happened for you as we see it now. So let's, let's dive a little deeper into that because this didn't start with the two-week event. This really started your ascension, and, and that's what we're really getting to in all of this, is that, that 
in your practice, you are continually ascending to higher and higher levels of consciousness as a physical human being. And three years ago, when I got into sharing the stream and I got into uh, really un unleashing all of that information on the world via this very podcast, I went through a period. And those of you that are, uh, a lot of people discover the podcast, they get into it, then they go back and start listening from the beginning and go through the whole journey of three years getting to this, this point where we are today. I went through a physical breakdown where I was bedridden and had those experiences. So I know that very well. And you had certainly your own version of that. But you started out with something really interesting that I've never experienced several weeks ago. Yes. Yeah. Um, and it even sounds just surreal to even talk about it. But um, I've lived in the house that I'm in now since 2009. So 11 years ish. And um, my house faces south and um, my road curves around pretty. It's very curvy and very hilly here. But um, of course, as I'm facing my house, I'm facing north. So east is to my right and west is to my left. And the sun rises in the east and sets in the west my whole life. And I pulled into my driveway and it was about 5.36 o'clock um, in the, in the um, daylight savings time. So I'm not sure a couple months back. Anyway, it was getting close to the sun setting. And I looked over and the sun was setting in the east. And we had had a detour because our, our bridge was out from our flood two years ago. And so we had a detour and I, I pulled back out of my driveway and I looked around because I thought, did I, did I get turned around on the detour and have the wrong driveway? So then I pulled back in. I'm like, no, that's my house. How is the sun setting in the east? So I sat there and I just, I was reveling at it. And um, I thought, oh my gosh, I'm in an alternate universe. That's the first thing that came to me is that it was backwards. And I remember with Taya Bootcamp and the streams teachings were taught that the, that it, that we're taught, we're raised in societies that are backwards. And for instance, it comes to mind is, um, you know, we think, oh, when I get that job, I'll be happier. When I have that money, I'll be happy, but it's not, you have to be happy first. And then that all comes to you. So we learned that in Taya. And I thought, oh my gosh, am I in a flipped alternate universe? So I just sat there watching the sun go down and beautiful. And then I was like, I kind of shook my head parked my car, got out, and I went back outside because I was going to take pictures, and the sun was over in the west, and I was like, that was the coolest experience ever in my whole life. That's, it's, it's really cool because we all have little things that don't make sense that happen when we get in touch with the fact that we construct this reality. It's, it's, it's our it's our creation. This 3D physical reality is our creation and we are continually collectively creating it and we're experiencing it and it's not real, but it is real because that's what real is, if that makes sense. And mm -hmm. if it doesn't, really it's, it's, we are, because of vibrational flow, 
this up and down vibrational flow, this frequency of the universe that expands the whole universe um, for, through our experiencing of it and our, our desire for more and our desire for expansion. But we also have a desire to make sense of things. We have a desire of continuity. So we recreate the same scenarios over and over and over again for ourselves, even in the experiencing of linear time, we are recreating a set of circumstances that we can count on. And then when you start to slip out of that, it can seem like you're just wrong or that it's insane or, you know, there's probably a lot of people that have been locked up over the years because they're slipping out of 3D reality and there's a lot of fear around that. So you're allowing yourself to experience as you detune fear, you are allowing yourself to experience alternate realities. And you see now that there are infinite alternate realities and you got a glimpse of one, but, but to stay grounded in 3d, your brain had to go back into logic and right. it probably serves us. I'm sure it does because you don't want to walk around all the day, you know, all day, you know, contradicting everything around you because where's the value in that? We're, we're here to play as human beings, but it is fun to get a little glimpse of the endless alternate universes that we're experiencing at the same time. And, and we can't even really begin to comprehend what that is. We get a little, little taste of it, a little glimpse of it. It's really cool. So my, from my external point of view, talking to you almost every day, that's kind of when all of this started. And then you, you continued your work uh, with your practice. And then you, you manifested this break for yourself. And it was really a breakthrough for yourself, but I'm sure in the middle of it, it didn't feel like that at all. No, not at all. Not at all. And um, that's what the stream and I discussed today was that um, I just wanted some clarity around it because I knew that I had moved to a new level or place with my practice. And, um, you know, I've been playing with it and I've been pushing the boundaries. And um, I often ask, why can't we manifest instantly? Well, we can. But what the stream explained to me is that, again, if you woke up, if I woke up and I wasn't in Texas, I was on my beach house, but, and manifest it instantly, your human mind couldn't handle that. So that's why things take time because you have to go through the human process and we can manifest instantly. It's a possibility, but it's hard to have that belief system. Yeah, it's uncomfortable people. to pull that into 3D reality. Exactly. Yeah. So the same with the obstacle with um, me being so uh, very ill. Again, didn't realize how ill I was till I got the emergency room and they were very scared. And at that point, I was at such peace and no fear because the stream told me it was my choice and I chose to come back and stay here and, and live a long life and play this game of Taya and create and enjoy and experience um, this level because I mean, Taya is what, three years old? So it's, it's nobody's ever had Taya to experience it before. And I don't wanna leave, I wanna play for a long time. <laughs> so um, the fact they, they said that the manifestation was basically my creating my own obstacle of how I'm going to move forward and um, 
self-care and health and wellness, which um, I struggled with before Taya. And then I got to a point where I don't have pain every day and most days are great. However, with COVID and being um, in you know, lockdown or whatever. I don't go to my yoga class, you know, three times a week. I used to do Pilates twice a week yoga, and I really have gotten away from that. So these were good obstacles for me to see that I need to take that time for myself and my body because our bodies need to move and they need to be healthy. And, um, because if, if I'm not, I can't do my work. And I want to do my work. So then the second thing I manifested <laughs> once I was healed, which they they said, the stream told me that um, I moved through that very quickly um, using my Taya tools, which they said typically that type of, um, as sick as I was would have taken a long time to heal. But through my appreciation through my not boarding the thought train, using my meditations, um, allowing the healing to come in. Uh, I was able to move through that quickly, was ready to come back to work. And then we had a, the worst ice and snowstorm ever in Texas. And we were completely shut down, no electricity, cell phone, no water, no running water. Um, sorry, no internet, no cell phone, no heat for about four days. So I was completely disconnected from David and uh, boot campers and the work that I love to do. So it, that was interesting as well to come on the second week. Yeah, to have those two ex the, uh, really significant experiences back to back was, was your manifestation mm -hmm. to be that sick. And, and have that sort of experience because I didn't know exactly what was going on. You know, you, you texted me and said you weren't feeling well. And the next thing I know, thing I know I'm hearing from your daughter mm -hmm. that she's calling an ambulance, which was really scary because mm -hmm. I didn't know what was going on and, and we weren't in touch. Uh, and then rolling right into, you were completely shut down without power. And luckily we got in touch and I knew that that was happening. And of course my family lives very close to you. So I was in touch with them hearing, you know, what, what was going on with them. And being without power in zero degrees and in five degrees for days and days and days is, is your Monday through Thursday Correct. without anything, right? Yeah. Let's start Sunday, Sunday night and through Thursday. All the way through Thursday. Uh, but I'll tell you what, and, and this was really uh, actually a blessing. As I said, my daughter had come home. She's here temporarily um, and fortunately was here. And so it allowed us to reconnect. We had so much fun. We sat by candlelight. We played games. We um, we imagined what if we were the only two people left on Earth. And um, she looked at me and said, "We're going to the mall. We're getting Gucci shoes." <laughs> 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 and you know, we were just playing this silly game of if we were the only two left because we didn't know we couldn't talk to anybody or had no news or anything. And so we got very creative with the candles um, and lots of, fortunately we have lots of layered clothes. I had lots of sweatshirts and things and blankets to put on. And, and um, again, my house is well insulated. So although it was cold in here, it was not the zero degrees outside elements. So we were very appreciative that we had a nice house to be protected in. And we just 
we just played the appreciation game and had fun with it and um, really reconnected, which allowed me to finish my healing, but also um, process all that had happened to me and really seated. I always, I, I, I've always said that I thought that I had taken my Taya tools through boot camp and, and created it to be an actual mindset. But to see it in action when I was that sick, to have the first thing that came to me was Taya tools was absolutely magical for me. And then so to process all that the second week before I was able to uh, come fully back to work and um, uh, we we both are eating much healthier. We're adding our yoga back in and um, because she's too is working from home right now. So we're committed to improving our health together. Very nice. The Taya practice is changing lives all over the world. Listen to what just a few of our Taya bootcamp graduates have to say. Taya practice has taken my professional life, me to a new level of abundance and happiness and joy on a daily level of existence that I didn't even know was possible. This work is profound. If you do the Taya Bootcamp and maintain a daily practice, you will fundamentally change your life. It changes everything about you and it, it, it will affect all other aspects of your life, your health, your, your career, your money, your relationships. And I think that certainly has helped with my anxiety, with my mental health. I'm realizing that, wait a second, I do deserve the best in life. If you're ready to release fear and old limiting beliefs and learn to truly trust the universe to deliver all your desires, then it's time for you to join Taya Bootcamp. Visit thestreamofdavid.com forward slash TYA today and book your free discovery meeting. So the, the experience for you while you were in it was, I'm sure, seemed awful, but you used your tools to make it not so awful, to make it something that was expansive for you. And then you find out that it really was your manifestation for you of expansion to, to really a higher level. It, it's sort of, I, I understand this up-leveling that we do where we get so, source is powerful. Source creates the entire universe and continues to expand it. And when we are really adjusting to allowing source, it can be very uncomfortable because I've had that experience. And, and even when I channel the stream, you hear the, the stammering and all the stuff that comes along with it. Somebody was a cat was saying to me yesterday, cat wonders, my uh, book editor and now writing partner um, for the, for the Taya book soon to be publishing partner, but I'll get into all that some other time. Uh, she said that in the early days of the stream, it was really slow and there was almost like an accent present. And today that's all gone, but it's a lot faster. And it's so fast that there's the, now there's the stuttering and it's hard to describe what it feels like to have that much power coming through and these big complex thoughts dropping in and trying to get all that out in real time is something that I intend to, to get better at over time as I share it more and more and more. And it's certainly evolved a lot in just three years. So I've only been sharing the stream for three years. And 
having other people describe their experiences of allowing their own connection is such a cool thing to listen to because it's all a unique individual journey. But I remember being bedridden. I remember not being able to get out of bed for any reason. Um, and, and just knowing that I wasn't going to die. I remember talking to my, um, it wasn't my doctor. It was a nurse practitioner, I think, um, at my doctor's office. And she was saying, you need to call 911. You need to go to the hospital right now. And I just knew the hospital is not the answer. They're not going to know what to do with me because they don't understand what's going on with me. And sure enough, I, I moved through it and I healed and I was better than ever after that. There, there is a, a up-leveling of everything when you allow more source to flow in. And the good news is, is that's available to everyone. Uh, the Taya practices is, is created to give you the tools to work through these things. And we talk about it and teach it everywhere all the time, but it, it, is, it is everyone's personal journey to allow that connection. And I know that humanity is moving toward a space where we, we want that source connection. We want more of it. We want to balance our 3D reality that it's been very 3D for a very long time with something that is, is more, um, more source-like in our thinking and that we're not operating on fear and judgment anymore. And there's always going to be some of that because we're in vibrational flow. And when you flow down, fear and judgment can come back around for all of us. That's part of the human experience. Uh, And and I don't believe there's any releasing that. We have a podcast episode coming up uh, about spiritual narcissism. And that's getting into spirituality and believing that, you know, your spirituality is the right way. And your spirituality is the only way. And your spirituality uh, is superior to everyone else's spirituality. And it, it's amazing that we have that even in, in the spirituality world, uh, or these, I don't want to call it the spiritual world because it's not what it is. Spirituality, the practice of, of new age thought in physical, but that can be very judgmental. That can be very, my way is the right way and your way is the wrong way. And I have, if I've learned anything in this experience of sharing the stream and, and starting a mindset program, is that everyone's on their own path and everyone is having their own human experience. And we're not going to all catch up to each other and be on one page at one time because that's not what physical reality is even about. Physical reality is about the imperfection and the variations and all of those variations creating the contrast that ultimately drives the expansion. And and that's just a, a very powerful thing. But seeing other people move through the process of awakening is is something that I love witnessing. And I have really enjoyed just hearing about it from you and and, and what you've experienced in it and what you created for yourself in all of it. And the the stories of uh, you and your daughter, what did you say that you did? You took a clay pot and a tea light? Yes, she remembered seeing that somewhere. And um, they, they tell you to take a clay pot that you know you put plants in so um i did not have any of those but i i remembered that i had these old decorations that my mom had years ago on the wall and i had gotten rid of all of them but one and i remembered it was made out of clay but it was shallow dish kind of almost like a jello 
dish or something. It was like a mold, but it was shallow and not very big. So we set that on a, um, I had a baking rack, you know, cooling rack. And so we set that on there and put the tea light candles under there and closed off the bedroom. And then we put um, pillows in the windows um, and put sheets over them because some of my windows don't have blinds. I live way out in the country. I have no neighbors. So we put pillows and then sheets over them and the candles. And when we came in to go to bed that it was at least, I don't, I don't have a temperature gauge, but it was at least 10, maybe 15 degrees warmer in the bedroom that we didn't have to sleep with our coats and hat and everything on. So I, I couldn't believe she remembered that, but I think because we were both so in the, um, disconnected from the world, I believe we were both still connected to our source guidance because we were laughing, neither one of us are Girl Scouts. Oh, and, and our idea of survival has always been, oh, the electricity's out or water's out, let's go to, you know, a Hilton or something. And <laughs> we're a little bit princessy. So um, we couldn't do that, of course. So we were trying to figure out like, how would we survive being the only two person left in this Arctic blast? I mean, we couldn't drive the car, the roads were complete solid ice, so it couldn't go anywhere. And so, um, yeah, so she came up with that and thank goodness I love candles because I did have a lot of candles. So we started putting candles around the house and um, just enjoying the disconnect from the world and just the connection between her and I and source. And so we did some meditating and talking, uh, deep, deep conversation, deep, beautiful conversations that um, just are absolutely precious when you can love your child without judgment, without preventing her from having her obstacles and her and, and well, what an interesting manifestation that you had her there with you, because that's not always necessarily the case. Right. And you know, it was a, a rare event that she was staying with you during that time, or you would have been alone. Oh, absolutely. And, and back up a little bit when you were talking about going to the hospital, because this, this, I have forgotten about this part. So the ambulance, I live almost two hours from Austin, but there is a hospital um, about midway. So it's an hour drive in the ambulance through very hilly, bumpy roads. And, um, so I was just focusing on appreciating that I was on my way to get help and they could not get an IV in because I was so dehydrated and they were, I, I you can tell, I, I worked in the medical field and I could tell by their faces, they were very concerned about me very concerned. And so um, they did finally get an IV, but it wasn't going in because I, I just was too dehydrated. So by the time I got to the hospital, when they were transferring me from the um, ambulance, the EMT gentleman to the nurse, and we're saying, you know, we're, we're struggling getting an IV. She's so dehydrated. Um, you know, I couldn't recall my birthday. I couldn't recall, I knew my name, but I did not know my birth date and um, phone number, social security. I kept mm -hmm. jumbling those up. So they were, they were really concerned. So as they're trying to get an IV in me, they're putting heart monitors on me. And I mean, I had all these people in there and I remember thinking, chill out. I, I know I'm not leaving. 
I'm fine. I mean, you know, you guys need to settle down. And the interesting part was they were shocked because my blood levels of potassium and all the um, nutrients and electrolytes and things that you need were like at the bottom. So um, it can cause heart attack, can cause stroke, lots of things, but I have no residual. My heart, they were like, your EQG is beautiful. My blood pressure was beautiful. And I know that came from me being calm and appreciating. And I thought, okay, I'll just get the IV fluids and go home. I'm going to be fine. I knew that. And I think when you trust that and trust your body to know what it needs and allow your connection to source um, because that could have gone very differently. So like you, David, I knew when I was in there that I was going to recover and be just fine. And um, that's, to me, that's the, one of the many miracles of uh, having this mindset because, you know, four years ago, I was a very different person. Yeah. Well, you know, when you're, when you detune fear and you detune judgment, again, I keep, you know, beating that same drum and you detune it, meaning that it's not a, a driving force of your life or your choices, then things get very, very different because you, when you're not fearing something, then you're not fueling it. So the, the, you know, go, oh my gosh, you're, you're, you're dying. It's terrible. It's awful. It's the worst thing ever. And if you're sort of just going, and I'm, I'm not saying, you know, if you need to go, go to the hospital, go to the hospital. <laughs> I'm not saying that. I'm just saying go with the flow and, 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 and find joy in the experience that you're having, no matter what it is. And being very sick and being, you know, locked out of uh, every the, the world for a week, um, nearly a week, you know, those are experiences that a lot of people uh, will probably tell as horrible, horrible times in their lives forever. But here you are getting great clarity on it. You made a good situation out of it because you can truly do that about anything. And it's, it's all a shift in perspective. So I, I, I love the story of you were so sick and then you bounce back beautifully, like you were never ever sick and in fact, better than ever. And then you roll right into this, this situation that you turn into an expansive experience and your daughter happened to be there for it, which I think is pretty amazing too. Yeah. And she um, herself did amazing because she had just started a brand new job the day, Monday, the week before. And then she had to tell them, I can't be on the meetings because I have to call the ambulance from my mother, which was, I think Tuesday or Wednesday. I don't remember my days, but then got recovered from that. And she's in this training and learning this new job, which is quite, you know, she's in charge of uh, three states territory. So, so a very large jump in and responsibility for her. And then we have nothing and she has no way to tell her new boss that she just ghosted them for a whole she week. She just disappeared. Yeah. <laughs> But fortunately, uh, when it came back on, um, I told her, I said, I, let's not worry about it because I'm sure it's on the news and I'm sure the whole world knows that this is so rare for Texas. And I said, just, you've got to hang on to that and appreciate that 
they understand, they will understand. And sure enough, when the internet came back on, she had all these emails from not only her boss, but the, the CEO and the higher up of the company saying, don't worry, we've got you. They even turned in her time card. She got paid for that week. Um, and they were just like, we're just glad you're safe and you can catch up. And I mean, these beautiful emails. And I know it stemmed from her and I just appreciating instead of worrying and being panicked and, you know, which could have, I mean, le legitimately, she could have very much worried she would lose her brand new job, Yeah, but she didn't. We, you know, we, we detuned all that. We talked about it and, um, and they're just so thankful that she's back to work. And um, again, that could have gone very differently. Yeah. Well, and, and detuning is a very, very powerful practice. And, and if you don't know what detuning is, detuning is, is taking the evil out of something, essentially. Here's a bad situation. We're going to, we're going to talk about how bad it is. It's a transgressor. Uh, you know, it's, it's ruining our lives or here's an experience that we're manifesting. How can we find the light in this? How can we find appreciation for it? Okay, it's brought us together. It's giving us time to, to disconnect from the world and meditate, uh, spend a little time together because she's moving out of state and you're not going to physically see her. You, you don't know what the future holds as far as your time with her physically goes moving forward, living in different states far away. And this was an opportunity to, to, to have that experience in that time. And if you had just harped on how awful it was, it would have been miserable that time together, but you didn't, you know, you, you made it a, a magical, memorable experience that you'll talk about forever. So that's, that's what Taya is. That's what the practice is, is, is shifting your mindset to one of appreciation of everything, because when you appreciate everything, then everything is, is, is you're able to appreciate it. And it's, it's a catch 22. You've got to put the appreciation first for the things to appreciate, to catch up. And we're taught the reverse of that in this world. We're taught, you know, when, as soon as you have enough money or the best looks or the, the perfect body or the perfect mate or the most beautiful home or the best job, then you get to be happy. And what I found and what many have found is that you're always just chasing that. You get it and you're happy that you have it perhaps and you appreciate having it, but then you go right back into the default of, now it's not perfect anymore. Now it's not enough. Now I want something different instead of just appreciating the flow of whatever is coming. Um, you know, trying to hold on to how things were before the pandemic. Uh, I hear you know so much about that and it's starting to die down a little bit. I think people are just sick of talking about it at this point. But for months and months and months, I would see people, friends on Facebook saying things like, once this is over, we're going to go back to X, Y, Z. And I really made peace with, maybe that will never come back. Maybe that old reality, it's, it's not going to go back to the way that it was. And I'm completely fine with that. And being fine with the pandemic, being fine with limited access, being fine with having to wear a mask everywhere. And that, you know, there's still moments where that drives me nuts for sure, but it just is what it is. And whatever experience that you have is the experience that you have. We just spent the weekend in Santa Barbara and, you know, taking a little road trip like that. Uh, once you get to a destination, the things that you can do in the destination aren't what they used to be, but they can still be good. I had a very relaxing four days without the feeling the need to go and do and go and do and go and do, you know, we really just relaxed and chilled and 
went to a nice resort and just hung out and, and, you know, just did nothing really, which was really, really lovely. I, I needed a few days of that. So the moral to the story as always is finding appreciation for whatever situation that you're in and Carrie, and you're doing that, you made it a very, very expansive experience for yourself. And I think it, that was your manifestation um, of it all along, especially with the illness. And then the fact that you just roll right in from the illness, right into, <laughs> you know, a, a blizzard essentially in a place that never has blizzards is very interesting. So I talked to my father, my father lives close by in Austin and they never lost power. They didn't, I don't think they lost anything. And it was amazing. And then my sister lost everything just like you. And he actually, my 80 year old father got in his SUV and drove across Austin in the ice to pick her up and brought her back to their house. And she stayed there for the whole week. So wow. she ended up being okay, but it was, it's just amazing how some people lose, you know, all utilities and all access to everything while other people didn't lose anything. And, and my father and stepmother at their age, I'm glad they didn't lose all that stuff because that could have been really bad. Right. Yeah. There's still people, as far as I'm understanding, there's still people without power because um, I think one of the things that most people don't understand and had I not um, had parents that grew up here, I did not grow up here. I grew up near Chicago, but moved here. And, but I had come here enough to know that there are still very remote places and when I drive to Austin between here and Austin there's nothing there's there's two smaller towns but I mean you just look out over mountains and vast just empty hill terrain oh and I love it I think the Texas beautiful. hill country and I live in southern California which is as beautiful as it gets <laughs> but the Texas hill country is a magical place uh, definitely I've yeah. always liked it. Uh, I was really talking about maybe getting a place there before this thing hit. That's not really <laughs> going to stop me. I, I know it was an anomaly that that, that happened. I, I heard the last time that it hit was in February of 1968, which was when I was born in Texas. Oh, so wow. I brought the last one, but I had, had nothing to do with this one. <laughs> I guess I brought that on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Texas is a special place. It really is. And we were talking about um, you know, some people wanting to secede from the United States and make Texas its own country again. And uh, I, I think it was interesting timing that this, this hit and you had all this disaster right on the heels of that idea. I don't think that's, that's going to happen, but uh, it, it is, it's an interesting place. It's a very, it's a big state, lots of varied uh, lifestyles, opinions. Um, you know, the, the cities are all very, very different from one another, Austin and Houston and Dallas couldn't be more different in uh, San Antonio. And, and they all have their uh, appeal, but the hill country is absolutely something special for sure. And it's funny that I was born in Texas. My family has never left Texas. My father and stepmother and my sister have never left the state of Texas. I think my brother is actually moving back there. I was thinking about moving there at least part-time, but I live in California. I've lived in Florida. So I've lived in all the big crazy places. Uh, and th there's, there's good and bad in, in all the places because there's contrast in all topics. And certainly Florida has beautiful beaches and, and uh, interesting places to, to visit and stuff like that. I had a really good 12 years in Florida and I had, I've, I've enjoyed living in Southern California and San Francisco was okay. <laughs> I'm not a cold weather person. San Francisco, I love visiting there, but I didn't enjoy the experience of living there so much, but you just visited, you were just there, right? Yes, we're there in um, 
July, I believe. Um, and I was surprised because I had only been to San Francisco in the fall and it was quite um, warm as a whole. I mean, in the evenings it was cool, but it was, it was probably high seventies, maybe eighties. So we coming from Texas brought all our shorts and t-shirts and we got to San Fran and it was cold. Yeah. San Francisco is a little more like Seattle where I've also lived. So see, you know, it's a little more gray, a little more foggy, uh, a little damp uh, compared to Southern California for sure. But you know, there's just a, there's a lot of beautiful places to visit and to live. And I'm glad that I've gotten to experience lots of different places in the United States. Uh, I'm not done. <laughs> I may move again, who knows? Uh, but the, the vibe of, of, of a place, and I kind of want to get into that and we'll wrap up with that. The vibration of a place is what you bring to it. You know, you don't have to go to an exotic country to go find yourself and to discover spirituality. Uh, there are certainly different vibrations in different places. And I think when you go someplace that's new, it's intriguing, can be very magical. But the entire universe and all that is exists within us. And we don't have to go somewhere, you know, to, to, to experience that. There's nothing wrong with travel. I love travel, but right now that's a bit restricted. So that's just something that I, I'm veering all, way off topic here, but I'm really guided to share that. You don't have to go somewhere special to, to be spiritual or to have a spiritual awakening. It can happen in the Texas Hill Country. It, it, it happened to me. Uh, gosh, it was, it was happening in Florida. Uh, it was happening in Seattle. It was happening in Northern California. That awakening process took a long time and it doesn't stop. I, I, there's still new heights of clarity and, and, and it's all about going inward and allowing what's already in you to be realized. And that's, that's the amazing thing. And this awakening experience, I love hearing people's stories because it's never the same story twice. It's always some interesting new height. And if you aren't experiencing something like that, don't go looking for that. It's not about going and seeking a Kundalini awakening or a certain experience, because I don't know anyone that went and man manifested their own Kundalini awakening. I didn't even know what it was when it happened to me. I was like, oh my God, what is this crazy energy that I'm experiencing during meditation? And then I years later went on to kind of understand what it is or how we identify it at least. But you know, my experience from there over 10 years uh, was my unique experience. And, and, and everybody has their own story and their own ascension experience. But you know, when you when you manifest this, this physical illness that no one can explain because you are doing the work. You are detuning transgressors and raising your vibration and finding your path to meditation. And that doesn't mean sitting for hours trying to have a quiet mind. It really means your path of meditation is your allowing of your natural source connection to be realized. And that's what the streams teachings are all about is, is getting more at one with that and having higher appreciation for everything that's going on in the world all the time without judgment, which is a very different way to think and live. It certainly is. And that, I think that's the beauty in all of it is the, um, you don't have to seek it. And, and I'm going to end with my favorite quote because uh, of all time that the stream said, and they said it to me again today, their parting words, they said, um, oh, now I'm going to mess it up. The light is always looking, look for the light as the light is always looking for you. And I, and it just, every time I hear that, it just washes over me because they're always there. 
or the consciousness is, is mm-hmm. always there. You just disconnect as a human disconnect from it, but you can connect at any time, at any moment. And that's the beauty of Taya um, teaching you the tools and the mindset to stay in that connection. Yeah, I, I, I do love that as well. That's my favorite stream quote. And, and like you said, it's it's always there. It's always on. It's always flowing. We just have some things to detune that drown it out. Right. And when you stop drowning it out, life gets more and more and more magical indeed. So have you heard our guided meditation, Source Connect? It's the most popular guided meditation that we offer. And I'm offering it to you right now for free. If you text the word AWAKEN, to 760-284-7665. That's AWAKEN to 760-284-7665. You'll receive access to this guided meditation that takes you on this amazing journey to your natural source connection. It's completely channeled by the stream and backed by beautiful acoustic music by Christo Polani. In addition to that guided meditation, you also get access to our free Facebook group and other Taya tools. So text the word AWAKEN to 760-284-7665. This is only available right now in North America. So if you're outside of North America, join our free Facebook group, The Taya Practice, and you can gain access to this guided meditation there as well. Thanks for listening. Carrie, thank you so much for being with us. I appreciate it. Oh, thank you, David, for allowing me to share my story. Appreciate you. Namaste. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe to the Stream of David podcast on your favorite podcast provider and leave us a review. And if you join our free Facebook group, The Taya Practice, each month we give away a free one-hour session with the stream just for your posting, your review of the Stream of David podcast. Your feedback is very valuable to us. Thanks again.